Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Perloff here in the New York studio. Maggie in the satellite office because of extreme cold rain or something. I don't even know. Is it even raining anymore? Maggie, what's the story out there? A snowstorm, a legit snowstorm has kept me from coming into the office today, but I'm here from the home studio. And by the way, I just posted a video of what it looks like at my house right now when the heavy stuff hasn't even started yet. And I'm getting roasted by my friends in Buffalo and upstate New York. Guys, (laughs) I'm from up there. I know what bad weather is like. And it was really bad this morning. I mean, what would this storm be like in Buffalo? Would people be walking their dog and be like, this is nothing? (laughs) This one was still bad. Listen, I got up. I I got dressed. I took a shower. I got dressed. I got in my car. I got to the highway and turned around. It's not like I just rolled over and went back to sleep. This is a bad one. Yeah. And by the way, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, Maggie and Perloff show, I feel like your home office has slipped a little bit since (laughs) since the pandemic. What's going on behind you? Can you just give us a little glimpse there? Uh, we did some like cleaning up of the oh. office, and I wasn't expecting to have to use it. So I took a couple things off the wall. I still have my Jim Kelly signed photo, of course, though that will never ever leave. I have also uh, the first time I ever appeared in Sports Illustrated. Whoa, look at what you have! Yeah, guess what arrived in the studio? Uh, Zach Gelb uh, said the big, ha- big Chiefs and Niners hats. <laughs> what do you call these things? These big baseball caps, the big hats, the big hats. So we have. In the studio, a Chiefs and Niners hat. Here, here's a question. It's Tuesday after the Super Bowl. How long do we have to keep these things up? What's the... Uh, wh- uh, put it on. What's that? Put it on. Oh, isn't it lame to put it on now? I will, but... <laughs> you look like Toadstool. <laughs> you can't even see my eyes here. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, do look like, I do look like a Mario character. It's unbelievable. <laughs> You're like the mushroom from Mario Brothers. Congrats. Well, you are a big Chiefs fan now, or at least you try to be. We, we blocked you from joining us. Wait, 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 wait. Andy Reid was there. Uh, what were my other reasons? Travis Kelsey's related to Jason Kelsey, who gave up on the Eagles and now is a full Chiefs fan. I have a lot of ties. I was able to I picked the Chiefs. Uh, finally, I should have picked the preseason. But I'll tell you one thing, Maggie. Even though I'm wearing this hat and I am on the bandwagon, I don't think they're winning next year. And, I, and I'll tell you why. I think everyone is coming up close to them. People are talking about it. We just talked about it. If they three-peat, what does that mean for their legacy? I'll be honest. I just don't think they're that great a team. Even if they three-peat, these are the m- most thin Super Bowl wins. They're just barely beating teams that aren't even historic teams. They got... Kind of likely to beat the Niners the first time. They needed a couple miracle plays and a couple mistakes by Jimmy G. They beat the Eagles 38-35 in a game that could have gone either way. And 
Sunday night was the ultimate could have gone either way. So when you're putting the Chiefs' legacy, even if they win three in a row, are they? does that mean they're the greatest NFL team ever? Yes. This will mean they are the greatest dynasty ever if they can win three in a row, something that no team has ever done. Absolutely, yes, and even more so in this era, in the salary cap era, because it is a sport that is designed for parity. Why do we love the NFL so much, all of us across the country? is because we always think our team, even as, when they're bad, can turn it around quickly because of the draft and because of the salary cap. Designed for parity, and to win three in a row means you are the best to ever do it. Now, does this mean they're the best individual, greatest individual team of all time? No, but you're looking at body of work. You had you would have to give it to the Chiefs. And one other thing, when did like how the Super how you won the Super Bowl, when did that ever matter about how legit of a champion you are? I've never heard this pearl. If you brought it up a couple times, the Patriots were winning by the skin of their teeth yeah. for so many of them. We never go back and say, wow, they they aren't they weren't as good as we thought they were because they almost lost to the Carolina Panthers. No one ever says that. I do. I I, I do <laughs> Why, because though? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like Michael Jordan versus LeBron. Getting to the finals, I mean, they LeBron has lost a bunch of finals. Michael Jordan's never lost to finals. Michael Jordan never went to a Game 7. It, of course it matters. Honestly, he, never, he didn't sweep every series. Like, it, he didn't win every but he single never, game. He never even got to a Game 7, Maggie. He, he was in such control of these series. It wasn't like LeBron needed Ray Allen to hit a miracle shot to even win one of those. So I, I do think about it, how you win them. Honestly, I think in many ways what the Cowboys did in the 90s with three and four years and blowing teams out in the Super Bowl was more impressive than this, even if oh. the Chiefs win three in a row. That was a better team. And you, and no, to be fair, the salary cap started right in the middle of that run. Right. So they didn't have quite the restraints the Chiefs did. So I totally understand that argument. Of course, the Chiefs are an all-time team. But uh, are they as good as the 90s Cowboys? Well, again, I don't know individually if you put this Chiefs team and they played the 90s Cowboys, like who's winning that game? I have no idea. I'd probably give the edge to the Cowboys sitting here right now. But here's the thing. I I don't think that matters because even the Cowboys didn't go to three in a row, let alone win three in a row. So you have to, you would have to give the nod there to the Chiefs just because how hard it is to re- repeat, number one, we haven't seen that in 20 years, and then to do it again makes you an all-time. And listen, the Patriots dynasty is different, right? It's like two different eras. They, they were so good in terms of division titles and all that. They were, they were always in the conversation. They never bottomed out. Even the year Brady got hurt, they still won 10 games. I mean, they never bottomed out, but... We're talking about 20 years here. We right. this this for the Chiefs would be talking about uh, a three. Well, this would really be like a six year run. But if you did three in a row, I uh, mean, I, I just don't know. And it would be three in a row, and it would be four and six year, four and seven years, four and six. I'd do the math there. That that'd be an all time. No, I, and I, I even think the Cowboys would tell you that. I understand the math, but right. when you think of dominant dynasties, I mean. Honestly, something about the 70s Steelers and the intimidation and the Super Bowls and the glamour, the Chiefs and the Patriots, I I think they're just a different thing. I feel like the Patriots, nobody thinks the Patriots were like the Steel Curtain Steelers. They sort of sneaking their way around and gaming the system to barely win Super Bowls. I, I think it's just different. Wait, I, I don't, don't think they were the you don't dominant. Think the Chiefs, 
have any glamour. They got no, Taylor I, I, Swift as their well, biggest fan. I just they're they're just so different than the, the Steelers, and this is mostly from watching NFL films. They yeah. would come in in that black and gold and yellow, whatever color it is, and just be the steel curtain. And have Hall of Famers in every position. They were going to beat you up and take your lunch money. And then they were going to have this acrobat, Lynn Swan and John Stallworth, where the Chiefs are going to be like, all right, we're going to have a real close game, and Patrick Mahomes is going to win it at the end. Uh, same with the Patriots. But Patrick Mahomes is an all-time great quarterback. Yeah. Like, what do you, how do you think NFL Films is going to recut the Chiefs? I mean, I think it's going to be like it's going to be a lot of Kelsey, Andy Reid. We're talking about maybe three that are going to be talked about as all-time greats. Yeah, right. I think the the Steelers seventies teams you're going to talk about. They're like the stuff movies have made up, like Giants Among Men. Like they're going to show highlights that are just them destroying people. Where the Chiefs are going to be like, well, it's a real close game, and then he find Kelsey somehow gets open. I don't know. It's just a different kind of dominance to me. Interesting. Well, we're talking about whether or not the Chiefs would be the greatest dynasty ever if they can pull off a three-peat, which no one has ever done in the Super Bowl era. No one's ever done in, in football history. I think they would. Perloff says they wouldn't. You know, it's funny because I think of the Patriots, and yes, they had all these close games, and I think that works in their favor sometimes mm. because when their backs were against the wall, when they needed something, when they needed a big play, they were always there always there to make it, and that mythology kind of grows from there. Malcolm Butler at the goal line, the Adam Vinatieri. I mean, gosh, we could go on and on about how many moments that the, the Patriots had. Yeah, but in the same thing with the Chiefs, like the Chiefs were underdogs in this game. Can you picture like a real dominant dynasty being an underdog in a Super Bowl? And nobody, and I think nobody thinks, I mean, the Chiefs aren't even favorites next season either, Maggie, because, they, you know, they're, they're right sort of in the pack and they just sort of rise a little bit above everybody else. To me, a dynasty is just coming in and just, you know, destroying everybody in their path. I don't think the Chiefs are that way, and I don't think the Patriots are that way. In part, I will give you, because of the salary cap, it's almost impossible to be that way, and yeah. it is such an incredible achievement. But when I think of Dynasty, I think of the NFL films music and just sort of really just demoralizing your opponent from the second the game starts and never letting them even have a chance. And I don't see the Chiefs working that way. Interesting. 855-212-4CBS, 855 212 Four two two seven. I I see the Chiefs as that type of um, threat. Maybe they're not, you know, as dominant. But listen, there is a fear factor and an inevitability about Mahomes. Yeah, that he will go if you give him a chance. He's going to go out and win the game for you. I mean, that's how they're going to be remembered. That that's what's going to be the lasting impact. Is that they struck fear into the heart of their opponent because Mahomes was not going to be denied in the final moments, just like Brady was not denied in the final moments. And, you know, to have that quality and to even be mentioned with Brady and, and, and some even think has is already maybe even better than Brady. I mean, it, this is, this is an all timer and to go three in a row. See, here's the thing too, about Vegas and not, and not making them favorites for next year. Vegas clearly has blown it on the chiefs this entire postseason. They made them underdogs mm -hmm. in Buffalo, mistake. They made them uh, underdogs in Baltimore, mistake. They made them underdogs in the Super Bowl, mistake. And they're making them underdogs next year, and it's a mistake again. Well, they have their own reasons. I would not start saying uh, Vegas makes mistakes because you saw all those <laughs> new hotels they're building. They're not making any mistakes. But regardless of that, though, I think the I, I think the Ravens are sitting there right now saying, oh, my God, I know we can beat this team. 
And I think they're licking their chops, and they are dying to get a hold of them next year. The yeah. Niners play the Chiefs next year, too. I bet you the Niners, I think it's in San Francisco. I think they are dying to get that team on the field again, and I think they're going to beat them in San Francisco in the regular season, which doesn't mean that much. Uh, we have a call. Rich in Chicago wants to talk about this very topic about next year's odds. Rich, what do you think? I'm with you, Perla. I want to give you some numbers that uh, go a little bit deeper. Uh, I think both the Chiefs and the Niners regress. And as you know, three in a row is, I think, virtually impossible. And secondly, there's always uh, surprise teams that have average to poor records that emerge as playoff teams. Let me give you some odds. First, to satisfy you and Maggie, I'll give you the Eagles and the Bills for Super Bowl odds and then win totals. Eh. Get your- Don't bother, Rich. Don't tease me. Well, I don't even want. I don't want to know. Vegas they, loves your bills, Mag. I I don't. I want to see what they do in the off season. I think we keep this to the Chiefs and into the Niners uh, in a couple different ways. And EJ, I think we should definitely throw this out as a poll um, at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter and wherever you want to find us on social media. We're there for you. Um, would yeah. winning three in a row make the Chiefs the greatest dynasty ever? Uh, because it's never been done before. And here's the thing. Rich, I get what you're talking about, that three in a row is so hard because no one's done it. No one's barely done back-to-back. I mean, it's been 20 years. So we were just saying that about the Chiefs heading into this Super Bowl, and look at what happened. Well, let me tell you about Vegas. It's, it's, look at the correlation of win totals. The Chiefs were 11-6. and six. So, the, you know, Vegas wasn't wrong on them for the year. 11-6 and six is good. Yeah. It's, not what, it's not exactly what Burloff said. They're not running the table. They win it all at 11-6. I think there's a bunch of teams. And just for the record, um, Perloff's right. The the Bills, forget the, the Super Bowl. I don't think they're winning it. But their over and under total is a gift. They're at 10.5. Now, you don't have the draft yet, and you don't have free agent signings. Yeah. So it's a little dicey if you do it now. But then you may get lucky if you do it now. Yeah. You know, you're, damned, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I the mean, Eagles are the Eagles are the same number for off to ten and a half. Yeah, uh, I get and, it. Listen, I, yeah, I, I love it, Rich. Hard. We're we we've got all off season for this, and and we love this. So thank you so much, and appreciate that. Um, here's the thing: what's going to get a little, what's going to get harder for the Chiefs, and I think we already know this, right? A couple things are going to get harder. Yeah. Um, you got decisions to make on people like Chris Jones. You've got which is just the contract stuff. You also are going to have Jim Harbaugh in the division. So the, the Chargers actually used to give the Chiefs some pretty good games to begin with, and I think Jim Harbaugh is going to be a factor. Sean Payton year two. What happens with the Broncos? They already had a better season um, than they did under Hackett. So does anyone actually put up a fight, a little bit more of a fight in the division? I don't I don't see that as the issue. I see the AFC North is a looming giant. I mean, I think there are four teams in the AFC North who are going to be a problem for everybody. you got the Ravens, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Steelers. Uh, they hopefully for everybody they beat each other up. Look how good those teams are coming into next year. Listen, I'm sorry, Lamar's got to win a big game. I like I can't do this. With, Zay Flowers with... has his head on right. Then maybe they win that. I, you think that the Chiefs are going to do that again to Baltimore? I I I think they Baltimore gets back to running the ball. I think they're going to be tough. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. The question is: If the Chiefs pull off a three peat, and not that we're you know trying to fast forward this thing too much, we're still 
you know, letting the Chiefs bask in the glow of their second, uh, third Super Bowl overall, but back-to-back Super Bowls, if they won three in a row, and then that would be four in six years, would that be the greatest dynasty ever? I say yes for doing three in a row. Uh, Perloff says no. You can vote at Maggie and Pearl. Um, All right, lots more to do. Yes? Let's keep the conversation going. You're welcome to weigh in on this one. Again, at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter as well if you want to vote in our poll. Coming up, um, maybe a surprise appearance for one superstar. We'll tell you about that. Also, who is the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC? So much to do. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Back on Maggie and Perloff. All right, we're getting into legacy talk, dynasty talk. The Chiefs could be the first team to ever win three Super Bowls in a row. But does that make them the greatest NFL dynasty? Maggie says yes. I say no. And here's the question, Maggie. Are we talking modern era? Are we going to get an Vince Lombardi and the Packers? Are we talking about the 70s Steelers, the 90s Cowboys? They're very different legacies. To me, the Chiefs are... It's going to sound harsh, sneaking by. If they get three in a row, these are not the most three convincing Super Bowl wins, and that matters to me. I didn't realize this was a beauty contest. Yeah, I thought of this course was it's a, a winning be- contest. This is We're talking about image, and we're talking about dynasty. It's not, if we're talking sheer wins, and the Patriots are, well, not actually, then who, who has the most championships? The Packers are the greatest team ever. If it's just about sheer wins, then it's a much simpler debate. I know, but it's, it's not like the Chiefs don't have a player that is feared uh, amongst, you know, all in the league. You know, it's it's not like they're this no-name team. They've got Mahomes. I they mean, weren't even the be- – I mean, honestly, they were – did anyone think they were the better roster coming into this game? Well, no, but I think that's what makes it even more impressive is that this was a, this was a quote-unquote down year for the Chiefs, and they still won the title. And they did it by going on the road. They vanquished, you know, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And then San Francisco was the number one team in the NFC all season long. It's not like the they came out of nowhere. They got lucky to beat Detroit. They got lucky to beat Green Bay. And vanquishing Josh Allen, I'm sorry, that that's not blowing me away this year because of all the defensive injuries. Uh, let's go to Stewart in North Carolina who has a thought on where the Chiefs' legacy fits. Stewart, what do you think? Matt, well, first off, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but Maggie, you're 100% correct. Um, you know, as Herm Edwards once said, you play to win the game. Not you play to win by 23. You play to win the game. <laughs> that was the other three, press conference he did. Three in a row and four and one in Super Bowls in a, whatever, six or seven year stretch is astounding. The Cowboys went away after their third one with Switzer. And, and the Steelers, uh, Andrew, for all you're talking about, the Steelers won one of theirs on the greatest miracle in the history of football. <laughs> On the Franco Harris no, they, play, they didn't, that wasn't even in the Super Bowl. Stuart, they didn't win so, that year. They, the Dolphins won that year. And, okay, but, you know, the point being, teams get breaks. And you know what? They're going to show Patrick Mahomes on, on NFL Films. They're going to show him leading his team down on 80-yard drives to win football games. And I think you're being unfair to the Chiefs this year. They had a, they had a great, great defense. Not a yep. good defense. Yep. A great defense. And so that was a really, really good football team. And, you know, I'm not a gambler, but people ask me my thoughts, and I said, bet against Patrick Mahomes at your own peril. And you take Lamar next year on your futures, you take Josh Allen, I'll take Patrick Mahomes. And great show as always. Yeah. 
Stewart, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. So wait, people are going up to Stuart for their gambling advice, even though he's not a gambler. <laughs> but <laughs> that, that's how you know that they respect his opinion. The funny thing too about this legacy: a couple things. One, the Chiefs started out as an offensive team, and now they're a defensive team. I think it's hard to wrap your head around that a little bit. And secondly, a big thing with the uh, Steelers dynasty: who did they beat? They beat the Cowboys. They had this other, you know, dynasty to go against. The Chiefs have beaten who? They beat the Niners with Jimmy G. They beat the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, and we don't know where that's going. And then they beat Brock Purdy. I'm not sure that history is going to say that they were good. You have to beat the best team, too. And I think that's going to be counted against the Chiefs. The 49ers this year were the number one seed in the NFC, and your Eagles were the number one seed in the NFC last year. Yeah, so what? That doesn't mean they're an (laughs) all-time team. But you're acting like they beat, you know, like the upstart, you, you know, seventh seed in the playoffs and you know who got who who, who you know that these is these that the, the same teams. as beating the doomsday defense and the Dallas Cowboys? I'm just you're talking about how this is going to look upon yeah. review, and yes. upon review, it's going to look like they beat two number one seeds. I'm sorry, I don't remember if the 49ers were the number one seed uh, in Super Bowl 54. I don't know if they were, but number one seed. Who cares about that? It doesn't mean anything. It means they had a great season. But not, neither of those teams really won the Super Bowl. I, I don't think they're the, the – yeah, they had a great season, but the number one seed always gets to the Super Bowl. That's not significant unto itself. I think history is going to look back, and if this Niners team never wins and this Eagles team with Jalen Hurts never wins, it's not going to be uh, – you're not going to say, that, oh, the Chiefs beat the best of the best. And this Niners team, let's face it, they were, they were getting a little wobbly toward the end. I think uh, I, I know they were favorites in this game, but this was they got they were the number one seed in the NFC, but they got destroyed by the Ravens, and then they did not look great in the playoffs. Man, I just I feel like we're moving the goalposts here for the Chiefs because I think we do not do this for the Patriots. I don't think we look back. I mean, listen, oh, I do. Beat, the Carol, do you think the Carol they beat the Carolina Panthers that anyone says that Super Bowl is not worth anything? I don't because- think people view the Patriots the same way they view the the seventy Steelers. I, I think that for re- that very reason, I've. I feel like they beat, you know, who did they beat? They beat the Rams. That was great. That was amazing. But then the Panthers, Terrell Owens, Eagles, and the Atlanta, uh, Seattle blew it. I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to me the like Rams. they are this overly intimidating dynasty. That's sort of what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the highest bar of all bars. I'm not saying there was an incredible what the Patriots did and what the Chiefs did. But if we're talking the greatest dynasty in the history of the entire sport, I think that's a, that's a huge bar to hit. Interesting. I, I I I never factored in like how it a how it looks or b like you beat who makes it to the Super Bowl. You know, like that. That's just and it's not like these teams were little sisters of the poor. You know, the 49ers, the Eagles. These were good teams. I, I'm curious. I Andrew Bogus is standing by. EJ standing by. Where are you guys on on this one? I mean, to me, I, I the one thing I will say to Pearl is while yes, the Steelers did beat. The Cowboys. I mean, there was a Jackie Smith drop in in one of the games. So you talk about how they won. They won one game because yeah. you know a, a Cowboy player dropped that game. Pass. I mean, that wasn't the, the, the Steelers still had a chance. Yeah, right. But still, it's. I mean, that was a huge play in the game, and it, it changed the game and changed the momentum. And most of those games against the Cowboys were close games. Yeah. They weren't blowing them out. And I know that was a great team, but I don't think it's fair to say, well, because the Chiefs had close games, but the Cow- but the Steelers were blowing teams out. That's not necessarily the case. Even the other games they won, they beat the uh the I believe the Vikings by ten points, sixteen six. Like that's not all that great. Like I don't I don't think about that and say, oh well that was some great win that they had. So I don't know if the whole how they won matters. I think to me it's the three peat 
that would usurp everything because nobody has done that before. I don't love this Chiefs team. Do I think from a talent standpoint, are they as good as those Steelers teams or those Cowboys teams? No, but I don't really look at sports and say it's a talent thing only. It's really about your accomplishments. But to me, it's a you know when you see a thing. And you think of this, you're watching this Chiefs team and you're like, I wasn't watching the game on Sunday and being like, this is the greatest dynasty I've ever seen in NFL history. That just doesn't come to my mind. Yeah, I mean, well, if they win a third in a row, though, right. you might feel differently. Sorry, Bogus. No, I was going to say, it, it, it's obvious, you know, I would agree that there's not, there's a shorter list of great players, all timers on this on these Chief rosters than some of these other teams. But the three peat also means four titles in six years. Yeah, and being in the game a fifth time in six years—that's a lot. That's <laughs> a, that's a lot to argue against. And like in this era where right. the quarterback means so much. To have the best one, and we all agree he's the best one, I think means a lot. Uh, Bogus has headlines. By the way, you can go vote at Maggie and Pearl on this. Would a three-peat for the Chiefs make them the greatest NFL dynasty? Uh, Bogus, what do you have? Wait, wait, sorry, right, real quick. By the way, I, I don't want to hear any LeBron is better than Jordan. If this is your logic, talk about three-peats, and that's not even – that is no longer a debate in my mind. <laughs> feels like the LeBronists are kind of going against their own theory there, but go ahead, Bogus. I'm sorry. Um, my, my my line was breaking up a little bit out here. The snow <laughs> must have gotten in the line, uh, <laughs> making it hard to hear. So it's one thing to not prepare your team correctly for the postseason overtime setup. It's another to not know that setup at all. Listen closely. This is Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan postgame on CBS. Evan Washburn asks him what made the difference down the stretch. Um, I mean, love to score a touchdown there at the end. I could pat another chance. I'd love to score a touchdown there at the end and not give Pat another chance. That seems to say he thought a touchdown would have ended the game like it did in the regular season because that's the only way where Pat wouldn't have gotten another chance. Now, some people defended Shanahan saying maybe he was talking about the end of regulation when the Niners kicked a field goal but that made it a 19-16 game. So a touchdown makes it 23-16. There was time left, and the Chiefs had timeouts. So they were getting another chance there, too. But then you throw in the explanation from Shanahan about why they took the ball to begin overtime, and he talks about scoring, maybe they match us, then we get the ball again. So that explanation shows he knew what the setup was. So I don't know what he meant by this sentence post-game CBS, but clearly something was off about them and overtime and information on Sunday. Wait, can I have a theory here? I'm going to be generous to Kyle Shanahan. I think in the moment what he meant was they get the ball. So the the Chiefs kicked the field goal to tie it 16-16 to with 5.46 left to go in the game. I think what he probably meant was milk the clock all the way down. Oh, yes. And touch towards yes. touchdown and win with no time left. And win with no time left. It and looks like I they don't know were why doing he said that. score a touchdown necessarily because if you milk the clock all the way, you only need a field goal still and you're going to win. But because um, the game was tied at that point. But that has to be what he meant, right? Uh, by the way, and I, you know, I picked the Chiefs in this game. I was sure that the Chiefs were not going to get the ball back. If, if, McCaffrey had gotten any leverage on that second and four run and could have gotten a first down. They could have brought it right down to the end, and that that would make sense. That would explain your mystery, Bogus. I don't. I don't think it does. Because then why mention the touchdown? Like I think I. I've been yeah, telling you guys this. Know. 
a bunch. I don't think he knew the rule. I think that he cleaned it up in the post game and he gave us an answer that was also nonsensical because he said that they, they were guaranteed a third possession when they weren't. It, yeah. <laughs> the Chiefs go for two and they win the game and they score a two-point conversion, the game's over. So or, his, or if they don't score it, you win. Right. But either right. way, there is no third possession if that ha- if that if that situation comes about. So he's explaining something that might not have even happened. And now we know from the steel from the Chiefs standpoint, they weren't gonna let that happen. I, I don't think he knew this rule. I, I really don't, because I, I bet you if you polled thirty two NFL coaches, almost all of them would say, We'd like to have the ball second. Because that's how it's done in college. So the only thing, though, EJ, that so if that's the case, that requires in between him saying that to Evan Washburn and going to his post game press conference, and I don't know what time elapsed, I don't know when that happened, but somewhere in between those two things, someone would have had to tell him that he was wrong, <sighs> and then he would have to come up with this secondary <laughs> think, theory that makes no I sense. I think so, I think someone told. I think someone really told him that it was wrong. Yeah. You but how, it, but how were they listening to that? Like, see, so he walked away from that. Like the 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 sports formation guy, the PR guy, was like, "Hey, Kyle, this is the overtime that, rule." And, and I think, or, or John Lynch got a hold of it and told so him. I think so too. Wait, because so you think John Lynch chance, is not near a there's TV? There's no chance. There's no. There's hearing what these players have said. There is no chance they knew this this rule. It just it's how it's working. It look look at what look at what he's saying, and look at what the players are saying. They did not know this rule. Right, so the players not knowing it's one thing, but the idea that he didn't know it, and this theory means that he they came up with the we want to have the safety valve of a third overtime possession as their rationale for they had, they, the coin toss. Just damage control. And I think it was damage so control. So damage control is fine, but that's a terrible attempt terrible. at damage uh, control. It's terrible. The whole thing is terrible. I don't think he knew. He knew. By the way, the officials did explain it to the captains very, very explicitly. I heard multiple people say that. The officials tried to tell the players, listen, this is how it works. So yeah. somebody knew. Right. And I, oh, go, ahead, go ahead, Maggie. No, I just, I really think that, don't you believe that with Christian McCaffrey and you know, don't you think if you get the ball back with 546 left to go, you feel like maybe you could salt away the game? Now, that's not what ended up happening, and you give it back to the Chiefs on the uh, with 153 left to go, and that was enough for them to kick the game-tying field goal with three seconds left in, in regulation. But I don't know why he said touchdown. I think he had to mean we were going to – we wanted to just kill the clock in regulation and – and walk it off. Yeah, he, he probably meant like just keep the drive going right. and score instead right. of having to settle for the field goal. Is it possible Is it, the guy just lost the Super Bowl and his head was all over the place? <laughs> I love a conspiracy, but I'm kind of with Perloff on this one. Or I, I don't think there's a cover up here. I don't think this is Watergate. I just think that he wanted to win in regulation. I do think Kyle Shanahan knew the rule. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I just but don't know way, why you say the touchdown line. Yeah, I, I don't know why you because by the time he said that line, he certainly had figured it out, right? He couldn't have gone through the entire overtime. He said it after the game, right, Bones? Yes, yeah, after the game. How long after the game? I mean, he's it's. I, I didn't see it live. I only saw right. the video shared post, so I don't know exactly when they got to him. But it wasn't immediate because I was awake watching for a while just all the Chiefs' celebration. So it was a good... Now they didn't do it live either. I don't know yeah. when they taped it, but it was after the game, back by the locker room. Well, At like some point, minutes. he figured out the rules, right? You think he uh, went all the way to that Evan Washburn uh, interview <laughs> and no one told him? Or, conf- I, or confused on a rule. Right. Here's he, a question we were talking about before. If, um, if the 49ers 
had scored a touchdown instead of kicking the field goal in overtime, would they have celebrated like they just that's, won the Super Bowl? That's that, the thing. And that's, to me, why this is unconscionable and why it's a problem. Because, I, and me, I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan, I watched my team celebrate winning, winning, thinking they won a national championship when they did it. And what that meant for their team, going having to go back and play defense, having to go back and play the rest of that game. I've seen other examples of teams, the 1972 U.S. Olympic team, thinking they won a gold medal and then they didn't and having to go back and play a, another play. Like the idea that this doesn't matter because, well, the players are going to do whatever they're going to do. No, there's an emotional aspect to the game that if you have guys running on the field because they think they won a Super Bowl, and you guys say, wait, no, guys, get back off the field. we got to have a whole other drive to go up against Patrick Mahomes. That's going to be a huge issue. <laughs> right, but, well, that, but that didn't happen. Well, it didn't matter. They got they led up a touchdown anyway. <laughs> no, I know, but, <laughs> Either way. no, but the point, though, is that it's the idea that, well, what's the difference does it make? If he told them or not, it does right. make if a the difference. Players know the rules because the players not. know. Right. But what difference does it make if they? Okay, yeah. so like logistically though, it made no difference because they hit the field goal, and even if they scored a touchdown, they couldn't stop no. the Chiefs one way or the other. It speaks to Kyle Shanahan not living up to the moment. Kyle Shanahan not being ready for the moment. Like I don't trust that guy to be my head coach in the biggest game of his life when he don't can't even tell the players the rules. So you can, I think you can believe that without believing that overtime was affected on Sunday by their lack of knowledge because it did not in any way affect their play calling, their scheme, their plan, nothing. The players played on offense thinking, okay, we got to go get points. They got points. You, Nobody ran out the field thinking they won, and they knew they had to play defense and stop Mahomes, and they didn't. So You, the, don't, you, don't, think that, you don't think that players would have been pushing to go for it on fourth down if they knew that if they, that, that if they knew that they – if. Uh, if What's the name scores that the game's over? Who cares what they were pushing to do? The coaches had the decision to not go for points, not go, not go for them. The how, many time, how many times have we seen players convince coaches to go for it? That happens, yeah, and sometimes they that don't. Happens all the time. That was and, not going to happen there. It's, it's, it's a Super Bowl that's yeah. in the coach's hands. Honestly, fourth and four in that situation, I don't think the Niners were super confident they were going to get that because they had just gotten blown up on the play before. I'm you not sure. Shanahan might have gone for the field goal anyway. What were you saying? Uh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt there. I'm so sorry. Um, The other thing, though, about why Shanahan should have gone through this with his players is you just had two really close games in the divisional round and in the NFC Championship game. Like, you know how your team has been playing lately. You've been playing these close. It's a two-point spread. You know this is going to be a close game. You know, to not be even a little bit thinking about, oh, this could go to overtime when you literally experienced this as a head, as the offensive coordinator for the Falcons and did go to overtime against the Patriots. It, it's so odd that this would, not that he wouldn't say it, that, that that the Super Bowl would even be the first time to bring it up. This should have been brought up in the in the playoffs because it's the same rules. Yes. Can I ask a question, if, oh, sorry. Can I ask a question here? What yeah. if they had uh, done the smart thing and taken the ball second? How did how would the game played out? The Chiefs, the Niners' defense was was pretty gassed. They would have let up a touchdown in probably four plays. So Chiefs <laughs> definitely score and probably go for se- get it seven. Can the Niners definitely score with the Chiefs protecting the end zone there? I'm not sure the outcome's any different. No, I don't think but, so either. No, but it may, I, the outcome might not be different. But you're going throughout the rest of the game with four chances to move the ball down the field every That's time true. instead of three, and they That's moved true. the ball. Now again, they did convert. Well, they, no, they didn't convert a fourth down. They had a pass interference on a third down. But they went that whole drive playing like it's only we only need three plays. All right, we'll get the field goal. It's a totally different mindset yeah. from the 49ers standpoint of how you play that last drive if you know you need a touchdown. Yeah. Tony Romo did point that out. Give, giving four downs to Mahomes is always a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really wish Kyle Shannon had said after the game, 
I wanted the ball first because my defense needed to rest. Because mm. that, to me, like that's what I thought he was doing in the moment. I think even Romo said it he did. on the broadcast. That's a good answer. Like that, that, to, and like that should have been if they were gra- if they were trying to do damage control. That was sitting there for mm-hmm. them to use as the excuse, of course, for for the coin well, toss. Look. So to have so the, the crazy theory about the third possession is almost too dumb to be made up. Like, they had to get to that in a stupid meeting somewhere, I, 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 not on the fly, <laughs> frenzied after losing the Super Bowl. I get why you would want to go on offense, though, regardless, because I, I, I think you want to have control a little bit. I, think I agree, have, too. You have a little bit of control. You're holding your your You score on that play. You score on, on, that, on that drive. Then they, even though it's Patrick Mahomes, you put, you're putting pressure on them, regardless. Yeah. You're putting pressure on them to score. So I I, I would have went the offensive way too. That that's just me. Hmm. Wow. It it's interesting because no one handles the moment better than Mahomes, though. It's like you want to apply yeah. pressure to Mahomes yeah. and put it on his shoulders. Let him be. Good beat night. Me. Let him be. But beat me. I get I, I get it. This is gonna be something that's gonna live for a while. Uh Bogus, any more headlines? We good? Uh we can squeeze in th- now, you know what? Let's save it because yeah. this might lead to a longer conversation. But Victor Rubignon was awesome last night, so yay for him. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> How do you say whatever in French? That's I mean, say la it. vie. <laughs> yeah, say la vie. How do you say gas up the Honda in French? <laughs> <laughs> say Peter Schwartz in French. <laughs> Pierre, Pierre Schwartz. Pierre. <laughs> Pierre. That's cargo. I love that it's not bad enough that I have to drive to San Antonio. You guys have to saddle me with Schwartz and Andrea. Ackerman. Well, it's your fault. Except my Why invitation, because you would have just said yes to me, and it would have been fine. But you keep, you've pushed back on me really hurtfully, so now you're <laughs> stuck with even worse than me. We will not tolerate infestation. Exactly. Can I also just make like a motion, if I can? Can we now heretofore, uh, forever refer to Peter Schwartz as Pierre Schwartz? <laughs> 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 I think that's really. I think that suits him. Uh, Bogus, thank you. Coming up, the biggest threat to the Chiefs. Uh, next season and beyond. We get to that. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. 
All right, Maggie, the defensive player of the week. This feels too easy to me. I mean, it's obviously, is it obviously Chris Jones? Maggie, do you have any other nominations for defensive player of the week? Well, Chris Jones, Trent McDuffie for getting home on Purdy and also breaking up a touchdown in the end zone with Debo. I mean, I know it says player of the week, but it should probably be Steve Spagnuolo as like the uh, mm. the the mastermind. I don't know how outside the box EJ can go with these things. Um, or and it, if, if he really wants to troll you, he could just make it Wemby. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know how many blocks <laughs> Wemby Yama had, but is it going to be Wemby just to annoy me? All right, EJ, what do you got? This week's defensive player of the week is Victor Wemby Yama, who uh, had uh, 10 yes. blocks. In the Spurs win, I'm going to emphasize again, win, because every time I pick Wemby and they lose, Perloff gives me crap for it, win over the Raptors, 122-99. He had a 27-14-10 and 10, uh, game, meaning that was a triple-double, one of the first times we've had in a long time where we had a, a player have a triple-double with 10 blocks. He also had five assists in this game, as Paul Gooch mentioned earlier, only player to have a 27-14-10-5 game. So, Victor Wimayama, fairly easy choice this week to be Defensive Player of the Week. I see what you're doing, EJ. EJ, you're not fooling anyone with what that. Am I, what am I doing? You're just trying to make me go in a car with Peter Schwartz and drive to San Antonio. No, Wemby's doing that. I'm, I haven't done anything. He's Did you watch it? You, how come you didn't go Chris Jones? Too obvious? Uh, Chris Jones had a great game among a lot of defenders who played great for the Chiefs. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to single out one player. Who had the most spectacular week? Right okay, now, I'm just, Wemby has to be the – he had 10 blocks. I'm just taking a look because if Wembenyama wins Rookie of the Year, Perloff has to drive to San Antonio to apologize to him. Um, all right, it's looking like one day in three hours. You're looking at 1,820 miles. I got a couple different routes for you. Do you want to go – you said you want to go through Nashville, right? I I have the whole thing. I'm going uh, over – through Pittsburgh, Cleveland, then I'm going to Chicago, stopping in Indy real quick, then going down to Nashville, then cutting back over towards Texas. You realize you are adding a lot of miles to your trip here. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I believe okay. uh, Cap, in the, Cap put it in the, uh, I guess he put it in the map as well. He said you're adding three hours to your, uh, three three hours, I think, to your trip. Three More hours? Three. three hours. Who cares? Three days. Three days to your trip. Maybe it's three days. I don't know. This this uh, Google Maps is telling me you're going to want to hit basically like through D- past D.C., Virginia, into Tennessee, yeah. then Arkansas, hit Dallas, and then down to San Antonio. Well, you could go the southern loop via New Orleans. That You go down the coast. And, yes. But I don't think I want to do that. I think I want to go through the middle of the country. Wait, but do you want to see Case Keenum in Houston? That way you have to go through Alabama, Louisiana. You mentioned New Orleans. Then go to Houston. Then go to San Antonio. Well, yeah, I mean, I could. That's no problem. Once I'm in Texas, I can go anywhere I want because I've already driven 28 hours. What's another three hours? Houston, <laughs> San Antonio. Delirious. I've done that drive. It's about three and a half. That's no big deal. That's nothing. I could do all this as long as I'm alone to be by myself. I cannot do this with another <laughs> well, person. That's not going to happen. So, Listen, what do you mean that's not going to happen, EJ? First of all, could everybody just drop everything and leave and go with me. And who set the? Why do you get to set that rule? No, Wait. no, the show is setting the rule. You don't get to decide. You, right. you, you lost this bet. You said Victor Buskin, Wimbin. I said I would drive. I didn't say we would drive. I never agreed to have anyone in the car. Wait, Perloff, I, why don't you just keep going? You can just hit Monterey, down to Mexico City. We can just go through a whole tour, get down to South America. Well, I would like to. I wouldn't mind. I've actually never been to Santa Fe in New Mexico I kind of want to maybe do like a little Breaking Bad tour. I, I would love to go through the Southwest. That'd be I'm, amazing. You know, what I'm, you could do is just keep going towards California and just yeah. make it a full cross-country trip and then fly home. 
I can't fly home. I'm bringing a Honda Accord well, 2018 you rent, hybrid. Not rent a car. <laughs> Who's paying for that? You just thought about this before you did this trip. Um, I, I'm happy to drive back and forth, I, but I didn't. I'm not. I'm not doing a American tour. I'm not a tour guide. I'm actually but, like. But I, but you want to drive to Chicago to get to San Antonio? Okay. Yeah, well, but first, for me, guys, for me, not for somebody else's enjoyment. Listen, first things first, you're going to want to take the Holland Tunnel. <laughs> All right? That's what they're telling you from the, stu- from the station. Focusing after on details, Maggie. Yeah, I like after it. After that, I've got nothing for you. But you're going to want to take a right on right. the King. The worst King. part of this whole trip is getting to the Holland Tunnel from this office. <laughs> <laughs> that, if I could get through that, getting to San Antonio is that, a piece of cake. That's where you're going to spend the most time. Yeah, that's the first eight <laughs> days of the 10 you're planning for. <laughs> Taking a right on Varick's going to take you three days, and then you can just get on your way to San Antonio. <laughs> Sorry. It's a little local humor for everyone as we are stuck in a snowstorm here. And I've been told that everyone made it in today except for me. Yeah. So now I'm going to hear about it from everyone. Yeah, but don't worry. There's like a coating of snow here, so you would have been stranded for days. <laughs> yeah. Bogus asked me to give him a ride home. I'm like, you're not getting in my car, dude. I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> 15 minutes to Queens or San Antonio. But I want to go to Santa Fe, too. See, we are best friends. Just let it happen. I will gladly go San Antonio into the southwest with you. We'll double back through Chicago. This sounds perfect. Me yeah. and Pierre. By the way, it's funny. Right? <laughs> Every dad with kids, I'm sure Bilotti would love this. Every dad with kids at home to just get out for 10 days and not have any responsibility. It sounds amazing. I got to admit, it does sound fun. I, I like the uh, way to present it to the wife. Uh, oh, well, I'm going away for 10 days. Where are you going? Oh, we're just driving down to San Antonio to tell Victor Wimbanyahu we're sorry. And who's in the car? Well, Andrea. <laughs> who's Andrea? She's an astrologist. <laughs> Is that astrology now? Yeah. <laughs> Tell your wife the stars line up to make this trip happen. It's okay. She's a Leo. We're not compatible. <laughs> right. Yeah. We don't need GPS. We have astrology. <laughs> I love that you guys think that Andrea is like, you know, having like reading the stars when you're like on the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, I want to know about winning lottery numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, by the way, there's only one person who's, ex- well, EJ also, but who's expressed no interest going. Maggie, you don't want to come on this trip? Doesn't it start? Isn't it starting to sound fun? I could get a Sprinter van and the whole show could come. You th- with you, Pierre Schwartz, Bogish, yeah. Bilotti, Rich Ackerman. EJ. No, Rich Ackerman. I see <laughs> no you guys rich. all the time. I see you more. We just did a week together in Las Vegas. I get it. I I get what we talk about over coffee oh. and breakfast. I got it. Who oh. else can we bring up? First of all. We're going to need a big car if Zach Gelb is coming. <laughs> We're going to need a van at like, least. Two cars. People. Yeah. And then Samter could go in the, you know, he could go in the middle. He He's won. fine. <laughs> this is going to be it. The entire CBS Sports Radio crew is coming to San Antonio. Let's go. Oh, man. Save us, Chet. No. Uh, coming up, we've got news. One team looking for a new quarterback. They're out there. They're talking about it. Who's it going to be? We'll tell you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.